Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day, this Palm Sunday celebration, and this opportunity to gather here and worship you. Whether this story is deeply familiar or fresh and new, we pray, Lord, as we engage with this story once again, that you would speak differently into our hearts and minds and lives exactly that which we need to hear this morning. Take my words, Lord, and make them yours. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So this is Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week, of course, a moment of great celebration. It's interesting when we think about Holy Week, these next eight days, they begin and end with a celebration. But in between these two celebrations, there are a lot of ups and downs, a lot of moments of reflection, and as we know, moments of difficulty. I've said several times that for me, this Lenten season is one of the most powerful and I love Holy Week in so many ways. I think it expresses so much about faith. And certainly it is a very intense picture of the life of Jesus. And for me this year it has new and profound and deeper meaning. As Jesus walked down the Palm Sunday road, and even today as you walk down the Palm Sunday road, as I had the opportunity in October it's quite an experience that Jesus started on the mount. It's the same mount that he got on his knees and prayed and wept over the city of Jerusalem. It's from the start of this road that is perhaps the best, if not one of the best views of the city of Jerusalem still today. And so as you walk down this winding road, it is quite a descent it's a hilly region. As you make your way down this winding road, you continue to see the beautiful city of Jerusalem the whole time. And as you descend down the road and come down into the valley, there is yet another just short ascent up as you begin to enter into the city, the walled city, the gate of Jerusalem. The people stood along this road. And I can tell you to visualize it as you walk down this road is an experience that I cannot put in words. And as Jesus walked down the road, as we have done this morning, as our children did as they processed in, the people waved the palms and they worshipped him. They celebrated Jesus for who he was, what he had done, for what they wanted him to be, their king. But it wasn't a royal procession. Jesus, ever humble since his very birth, even since his conception, came in on a donkey. No big royal court, no big royal procession, no beautiful horse, no camels, just this colt that they found tied up. This was a different experience for Jesus. It would be such a celebration. Celebration, as I have talked about, is not something Jesus was used to. It's really the only time I can find in Scripture that a group of people cheer and celebrate Jesus. It's an interesting start to a week that's going to see a lot for Jesus. Betrayal, hardship, 
rejection, the fleeing of the disciples, a last meal, pain, suffering, and death. Now I've told you also many times that when we put, we pastor types put a sermon title in the bulletin, sometimes that means something and sometimes it doesn't. And, uh, and uh, one of, this is one of these weeks where the sermon title means something very specific as it relates especially to Palm Sunday. A while back, not too long ago, a pastor in Kentucky wrote an interesting book called Not a Fan. And what he talks about, the premise of this book is simple. That Jesus has a lot of fans, but not a lot of followers. And that there is a dramatic difference between being a fan of Jesus, one who can wave the palms and celebrate, and someone who is a fully committed follower of Jesus. And what Jesus needs is not fans, but followers. I think it's a fitting analogy for this Palm Sunday, as I imagine the people on this road. I am a fan of a lot of things. Bacon, Peyton Manning, the Broncos, the Colts, the color orange. I get excited about these things. I enjoy these things. Yet the truth is, I don't worship these things. These things aren't where life is found, not even bacon. (laughs) These things can't give us meaning. These things alone can't sustain us. The truth is that being a fan is easy. You can be connected at a distance. You can cheer and celebrate when things are going good and you can hide and pretend to ignore things when things are going badly. It's something that we do completely at a distance. There is no really personal investment. Even though we can engage in deep emotion and passion, we can still be disconnected. And there's joy in that. There's joy in the celebration. There is joy in finding things in life, things that God has given us that we can celebrate, that we can be passionate about, that we can express all sorts of emotion about. Those things that we are fans of. If you ever want to have that experience of what it means to to experience that passion, that fandom of something, and you've got a bunch of time on your hands, just walk up to Pastor Dan and say, Michigan football. But these things that we're fans of, they elicit great emotion, great response in us. But it's always at a distance. It's always at a distance. In the midst of our fandom, grown men can shout at the television while their spouses shake their heads, the children cover their ears, and the pets flee. Not that my family knows anything about this, even in the past 24 hours, perhaps. But we all know it's not real life. It's simply something that we can enjoy, that we can celebrate and walk away. That when things go badly, or when it's not convenient to be a fan of something, we can make excuses. 
We can cast it away and say, well, so-and-so or such-and-such. And when it's going well and it's popular and it's good to be a fan, we can celebrate as if we were a part of it, as if we were on the team or the thing ourselves. See, that's the beauty of being a fan. We can be apart but at a distance. We can detach at any moment and walk away. But it's not real life. Jesus doesn't often get celebrated. Again, this may be the one time. Even his disciples who loved them fought amongst themselves. They were fickle. The people who he healed, of course they celebrated what he did for them, but it was really limited to that. Maybe spreading the word, sharing some good gossip, some good news. But it was fleeting. So here Jesus comes in this one moment in John 12, this one moment that we're very familiar with. And it's Jesus' moment, his one great moment of welcome. It's the, the one time he perhaps is universally accepted, welcomed, and celebrated. And it's really convenient in this Palm Sunday moment, for the people there to be fans. But here's the secret about that Palm Sunday road, in case you didn't know. Those people who stood on the road, waving the palms, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, those people that celebrated Jesus in that moment, that waved the palms in worship, begging Jesus to be their king, are the same exact people that stood in the square on Friday and shouted, Crucify him! Crucify him! You see, it's easy to be a fan. It's another thing to be a fully committed follower. But that's what Jesus is looking for. Because even in that celebration, everyone would eventually flee. His friends would run and hide. The people who celebrated him would crucify him. It was a fleeting moment. Because soon would come rejection, pain, suffering. The crowd would turn on him. In Bible study on Thursday, we talked a little bit about the mob mentality. And that's part of what's happening here. Part of what's happening here is the convenience. The convenience of celebrating Jesus when it's good and convenient and popular and acceptable. But there's more than mob mentality going on here. And the question I have to ask myself, the question I don't want to ask myself, perhaps the question that we have to ask ourselves that we also might not want to ask ourselves, what about us? Are we those same people on that Palm Sunday road that wave the palms and celebrate and cheer when it's good and when it's convenient? 
but when suffering or hardship or persecution come, or maybe when it's not convenient or not popular, we become a part of that other crowd that stands in the square and shouts something a little different than Hosanna. That's the challenge of this day. Anyone can be a fan. It's easy. It's easy to be a fan. It's fun to be a fan. It's convenient to be a fan. You can rejoice and take part in the good, and you can walk away and detach from the bad. Anyone can be a fan. It's a whole nother thing to be a fully committed follower of Jesus. But the truth of Holy Week, the truth of Palm Sunday is this. We're not called to be a part of the crowd. We're called to be different. We're called to be fully committed followers of Jesus who go after and chase after this Jesus who would, does, and will continue to do anything for us out of love. The same Jesus who gives everything, everything to show us his love. Are we Sunday fans? Are we fans when we're around church people? Are we twice a year fans or 12 times a year fans? Are we fans when Jesus is winning, when things are going well? Hiding and keeping quiet and running away when suffering and hardship come? Or are we followers of this Jesus? That to be a fan means to stick with Jesus when it's convenient. But to be a follower means to chase after, listen to, and be like Jesus no matter what the circumstances might bring, no matter what season we might be in, a season of joy, a season of hardship, or a season of the mundane. That there are some of us that could use less excitement in our lives. There are some of us that could use some more excitement in our lives. But none of that not the mood, not the climate, none of that external stuff should dictate our approach to Jesus. And if it does, then the truth, the hard truth this Palm Sunday is we're just fans. And if that's where you're at, that's okay. God loves fans. God loves followers. God loves everyone in between and even those who ignore him. God loves us all. Jesus died for us all. Hear that. Understand that. That Jesus doesn't rank the quality of who we are by where we fall on the fan or follower scale. But life, 
Real, abundant life that Jesus wants us to have. Real discipleship, that's not found in being a fan. It's found in being a follower. It's one thing to be a fan. It's another thing to be a fully committed follower of Jesus. It's one thing to believe in Jesus. We can all believe in Jesus. We can all believe in just about anything. It's a whole nother thing to trust Jesus. It's one thing to worship Jesus, to wave our palms in this moment of celebration. It's another thing to stick with Jesus, even when things are the most difficult even when sticking with Jesus is the most inconvenient, the most uncomfortable, brings the most rejection. Are we fans? Are we followers? This is the inconvenient truth of this day of celebration that we can celebrate. We should celebrate. We can and we should worship Jesus. But we have to be different than the crowd that day, who just days later would turn on Jesus and would be the people who would sentence him to death. We can learn from this moment We can celebrate in this moment. We can use this Holy Week as an opportunity to challenge ourselves, to ask God to give us the wisdom and strength to become more like followers and less like fans. You see, Jesus didn't die for a fan club. That's not what Jesus was after. Jesus came to bring us life, to show us life, to give and show us love and grace. And he came to invite us to the best life ever. The best life ever, which is choosing to follow him, to become fully committed followers of him in the good and the bad, in the mundane and the joyful, and even in the ugly. That same crowd, that same crowd. Are we the crowd or are we different? As we come and continue our journey in this Holy Week, as we celebrate Jesus today and as we prepare once again in another week to celebrate Jesus in the greatest way, Maybe as we wind down our Lenten journey, maybe this is the question I need to ask myself. Maybe this is the question we need to ask ourselves, that you need to ask yourself. Am I a fan or am I a follower? Jesus loves us all, died for us all. But what Jesus wanted for us was not just salvation 
from our sins, not just a ticket into heaven, but abundant, beautiful, meaningful, and powerful life now. And that's only found in being a follower. And so as we continue this Latin journey, as we walk with this Jesus, as we celebrate this Jesus, may we ask God to give us the strength and the wisdom to become less fans and more followers because that's what's real. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day, this celebration of your son Jesus, that for this moment the people of Israel recognized who he really was, celebrated, honored, and worshipped who he was. Lord, may we do that not just today, not just a week from now, but each day. And may we learn perhaps from their failure and their mistakes Learn, perhaps, from their fandom and instead be different. Pick up our palms, worship you each day, and choose to become more fully committed followers of you. Not just in these special moments, not just in the hard moments, but in each and every day of our lives. It's in this precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.